It is only because of God that we are able to stand. It is only because of God that we could sing a song like, I shall not be moved. Welcome to each of you here, here physically uh, and those who are online. We praise God for your attendance and we're thankful to God for this opportunity today to worship him. Let's go together to God in a word of prayer, please. Our great and wonderful Heavenly Father, we praise your holy and divine name and thank you. We thank you so very much for blessing us, for granting to us this opportunity to worship you. And we ask, O oh God, that you will guide us and lead us and direct us. You will help us, Lord God, keeping our minds away from worldly thought as we worship you this morning. That our worship by your grace, through your mercy, will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Thank you for Jesus, your great son, whom you so willingly sent to die on that cruel, cruel cross of Calvary that we might live. For it is in his name that we pray and thank you for, if it be thy will. Amen. Welcome to our visitors. We thank you for your attendance this morning. So we're wrapping up this series of preaching on faith. And, you know, you hear the topics. The topics have been... Thus far, um, self-control. Uh, the Felix, the, the subject has been righteousness. The subject is now today the judgment to come, and you you wonder uh, how is that faith? Acts twenty-four, please, is where we're going. We sing lots of songs about the judgment of God in our worship service, and it's interesting as God's people uh, that we we rejoice over these songs. We sing these songs with joy in our hearts. Songs such as, uh, prepare to meet thy God. We say, amen. There's a great day coming. Another, what will your answer be? When Jesus comes and then when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. And they're exciting for us. We think about the scriptures. We read the Bible where God talks about the judgment to come. We rejoice because of the blessing of unity that we'll be united with our God because of and through the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We sing these songs to encourage each other to stay faithful and true to God. But when Felix heard the message of faith, he had an entirely different reaction to a sermon on faith. In Acts 24, in verse 24, But some days later, Felix arrived with Drusilla, his wife, who was a Jewish, and sent for Paul and heard him speak about faith in Christ Jesus. And he was discussing righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. Felix became frightened and said, Go away for the present, and when I find time, I will summon you. Why would Felix be terrified about a message that brings such joy? Well, you know that man a few years ago. Turn to Acts 17, please. The man named Jesus Christ. You see, God has fixed a day, Felix. You know that man named Jesus Christ? That the ungodly, that the unrighteous, 
that the wicked crucified? You know, people like you. God has fixed a day. In Acts 17 and verse 30, the Bible says, Therefore, having overlooked the times of ignorance, God is now declaring to men that all everywhere should repent, because he has fixed a day which he will judge the world in righteousness through a man whom he is appointed having furnished proof to all men by raising him from the dead. You know the man, turn to John chapter 5. You know the man, Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead. The man whom you are ignoring today. The man whom you could care nothing about. God has fixed a day when that man will be your judge. In verse 22, the Bible says, For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given all judgment to the Son. Verse 27, And He gave Him authority to execute judgment because He is the Son of Man. It is the crucified Christ who has risen, who will be your judge. Felix, you will stand trial and you will stand before Jesus. At the resurrection day, there will be a judgment. Turn to 2 Corinthians, please, chapter 5. It is a day when all men will stand before God. Some will go to heaven and some will go to hell. It is a day that Felix, think about this for a moment, as we look back, stood before God the Father without a Savior. It is a day that Felix stood before the Father without the blood of Jesus Christ. And who could fathom the idea that neither his money nor his fame nor his status could save him? It was a sad day. Verse 10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may be recompensed for his deeds in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. Someone said, turn to Revelation, please, chapter 20, that God does not really care about our works. That faith is all about just no works. And, and you just you, you just go into heaven. Someone, someone said that you can become a Christian and, and just warm the pews. You can just warm the chairs. You don't have to do anything for Jesus. You do know that's not in the Bible, right? God expects all of His children to work. Every single one of us has a responsibility to God. And God's going to judge us by those works. And imagine, if you will, what we've studied thus far about Felix, that God would judge Felix by his works. Verse 11. 
And I saw a great white throne, and him who sat upon it, from whose presence earth and heaven fled away, and no place was found for them. And I saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged from the things which were written in the books according to their deeds. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every one of them, according to their deeds. And death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. Well, preacher, I thought you were talking about faith. Well, that is faith. Paul said faith is righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. While salvation is a free gift, it's not a free ride. See, It's true. It's true that we will never be able to work our way into heaven. But it's also true that you will never make it to heaven if you don't do works for God. God has put this on an equal plane for his children to understand. Revelation 22, verse 12. Behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me. To render to every man according to what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. God makes it clear, Romans chapter 2, that we have a responsibility in service to our Lord to work the works of Jesus, to work the works of God. Coming back to Felix here in just a moment. Verse 6 says, Who will render to every man according to his deeds? To those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath, and indignation. There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of man who does evil, the Jew first, and also to the Greek. So imagine that on that day that, that Paul speaks of, uh, Acts 24 please. On that day that Paul speaks of, that judgment day. It's not just that God is going to judge. It's the wrath of God that comes upon humanity. Felix will stand before a wrathful God. How about you? Think about that. Without a Savior. Think about that. To stand before the God of the universe, of the world, of all that is known and that which is unknown, to stand before Him without a Savior and He being full of wrath. I'll come back. Acts 24 and verse 15. The Bible says, having a hope in God, which these men cherish themselves, that there shall certainly be a resurrection of both the righteous and the wicked. So Felix, Felix the ruthless, non-caring man, will stand before, has stood before, a wrathful God. 
He was known for his cruelty. If you go back and you study Felix, he was a very, very cruel man. Turn to Hebrews 9 and verse 27, please. He ruthlessly dealt with multiple uprisings in Judea. Many were horrified. Now think about this. Even the Romans, many were horrified by this man's actions. Remember, he's the man that that went from rags to riches. Felix was an adulterer whose life was filled with corruption. He gave in to every, every sensual whim and pleasure. Hebrews 9.27 says, The point of a man to die once, and after this comes the judgment. Yet Felix, Felix lived, and then Felix died and was judged. But this wasn't the first time Felix was judged. Felix was sent to Rome because, because he had to answer for some of the savage handlings of situations between those of Syria and those of the Jews. And he was about to be executed. They were going to execute Felix because the man was just so savage. There was so much bloodshed in this particular incident. Felix was guilty. Felix was worthy of death. But you know what happened? When they decided that that Felix was worthy of death, his brother, Marcus Antonius Paulus, came along and saved the day. And Felix was not executed. He escaped death once. But he wasn't ready for the judgment. Revelation 21, please. In verse 8, Felix was a man that if you stood before him and you had no resources, you were in trouble. Verse 8 says, but for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and all and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Talking about faith. And Felix was a man who understood faith. Felix will stand before God on that day and ask this question that so many have asked before. Was it all worth it? Was it all worth it? In the end, when you stand before God and you think about all the things in life, that we put before God. We're going to ask that question. Was it worth it? John chapter 5, please. Was it, was it worth it? To be such a cruel man. To be involved in so much wickedness and evil. To have a lack of self-control. To understand righteousness, but turn your back on Jesus. Was it all worth it, Felix? And I would assume his answer was, no, it was not. Is a life filled with sin, is it worth it?
How about let's just make it smaller? How about just a weekend filled with sin? Is it worth it? In verse 28 of John chapter 5, the Bible says, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb shall hear his voice. And shall come forth those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. We ask sometimes the question, are you going to be saved or are you going to be lost? And it's kind of an interesting question because the reality is the answer is actually uh, something that is present tense as well as future tense. Because, it, see, see, the reality is that, that we're not going to be saved. We're either already in a saved state or we're already in a lost state. And we're not going to be lost. We're either in a saved state or we're in a state of being lost. But you can't have both at the same time. Isn't that interesting? You, you, you can only have one or the other. You, you can be in a saved state or, or you can be in a lost state, but you can't be in both at the same time. And you know what's amazing? And I'm going to come back to this and I close. You're in complete control. That's amazing. Felix was in complete and total control. And he blew it. John 3, please. He blew it totally because of selfishness. Verse 18. The Bible says, He who believes in him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So so on one hand, you say, well, uh, one must believe in God. And so you say, I believe in God. Well, in that case, thank God for that. On Judgment Day, you can stand before God as a believer who follows Jesus. Wonderful. Wonderful. You're either saved or you're lost. You're either in Christ or you're outside of Christ. But whatever spiritual state you are in right now will determine the outcome of your spiritual state when you die. In other words, if I died right now, I'm either already saved or I'm already lost. It's not going to happen. It's not going to change at my death. It needs to change at my life or in my living. I have to make the change to ensure that my spiritual state is right with God right now. Not in 10 minutes. Not in an hour. Not at the end of my days. But right now. Because I don't know how much longer I have to live on the earth. Felix, when he walked before Rome, he was terrified. Because he knew he was in trouble. But he was spared. First John, please. Chapter 5. He was spared. And, and oh, what a relief that was for, for old Felix. But when he stood before Jesus, without the blood of Christ, there was no mercy. You see, in today... If our lives are not aligned with Christ, we can be spared because of and through 
the blood of Jesus Christ. Verse 11. And the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, and the life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, in order that you may know that you have eternal life. Not guess, but know, without a shadow of a doubt, because of your relationship with the Lord. John 3. You see, a belief in God conforms, or transforms, should I say, the way that we live our lives. When we believe in Jesus Christ, we live our lives accordingly. John 3 and verse 36 He who believes in the Son has eternal life. But he who does not obey the Son shall not see life. But the wrath of God abides on him. Something else amazes me. Mark 16, please. Something else amazes me. It amazes me that we can read all the scriptures about believing in God and being saved. But then turn to Mark 16 and say it doesn't apply. (laughs) No, it It does apply in verse 16. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. You see, something has to happen. Turn to Ecclesiastes chapter 12. All of humanity who lives in this dispensation must die. But this death is a choice. To believe in Jesus, we have the option to die like Jesus. Well, we're not talking about physically, but spiritually. To die to our sins, to ourselves. To be buried in the likeness of Christ. To resurrect in the likeness of Christ. To receive the gift of the Holy Spirit from Christ. To be made one with God in salvation. Isn't that beautiful? But the choice is yours. And Felix knew this very well. We know that from reading the context of Acts chapter 24. Whichever one comes first. Our death. Or the end of the days of this earth. The judgment has occurred. So today, you're either in a saved state with God, or you're in a lost state with God. You know that answer. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13. The conclusion when all has been heard is, fear God and keep His commandments because this applies to every person. For God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or evil. First Peter, please, chapter, chapter four. And the decision is yours. God has given you free will, a free choice. The decision today, if you're a child of God and you're struggling in your faith, you have the free choice to walk away and pretend like all is well. 
You have the free choice if you need to make repentance happen to make it happen today. Whether it be you get on the phone and call someone and apologize or make things right with people or or whether it be you need the prayers of the church or whatever it may be, today is that day. Here is that opportunity and it's all up to you. You know what Felix said? Remember what Felix said? Felix said, go away for the present and when I find time, I'll summon you. It's interesting when you think of faith. Faith. How, how does faith include, how does it include self-control, the judgment to come, and righteousness? But that's what the Bible tells us. But faith. This scripture I really enjoy. It brings two things to my heart. Number one, it brings this, this excitement of knowing, you know, that there's a reward for, you know, you stay faithful, stay true to God, hold on to God, cling to God, and, and thank God for His mercy and for His grace. And on the other hand, it brings, it brings a threat. I mean, it really does. That if you die without Christ, there's no way to make it into heaven. It, it reminds me that, that I need to take my, my faith seriously. Right? It's one of those scriptures. And I want you to think about the, the words in this scripture that we're going to read. We're going to begin at verse 17 of 1 Peter chapter 4. It, it says, for it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the outcome for those who do not obey the gospel of God? Okay. That will make you think. All right. You're right, Lord. What will be the outcome? Okay, God, this is a threat. It's obvious what the outcome is going to be for those who die outside of Christ. This next scripture is kind of scary. Because we know that if it weren't for the blood of Jesus, there's no way we can make it to heaven. And I want you to listen to what verse 18 says. And if it is with difficulty that the righteous is saved, what will become of the godless man and the sinner? Wait a minute, preacher. I've been hearing all these sermons about this abundant blood of Jesus and I can live my life in any way I want and I'm going to be saved in the end. And then I read a scripture and God says, no, 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 you need to realize something. You're going to barely make it in. The blood of Jesus Christ. Difficulty? But I thought nothing was too difficult for God. He says, I didn't say it was too difficult. I just said with difficulty. That's in the Bible. And that makes me say, I better take this seriously. I better take it seriously. Because I'm not only depending on and trusting in the blood of Jesus. I desperately need it. And all the works that I've done. And all the things that I've done. I can't gloat and say, oh, look at me. No way. Absolutely not. I am depending upon the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ. That'll make you work for God. Because it's with difficulty, even with the blood of Christ, for us to make it in. 
We close in Isaiah chapter 1. In other words, although we hear it so often from, from the pulpits that, you know, basically you're, you're a shoe in, <laughs> realize that, no, this is, this is an amazing work of God. It makes me beg to God. It makes me say, Father, I, help me to be better today. And, and then it makes me, it makes me think about myself and say, all that Jesus did for me helped me to be thankful. And that my life, my life will exemplify the thankfulness that I have in God. And then it makes me realize the scriptures really, they're not talking about necessarily all of our works as much as it is how thankful you are. And that's manifested by the way you live your lives. By the way that I live my life. My thankfulness to God. You know how we are, right, as people? When someone doesn't say thank you, you do this huge thing for them, you sacrifice, and then they walk away just, and they don't even say thank you, and you go, I can't believe they didn't even say thank you, and they acted this way, and then, and then you see them all over the next day, and a week, and month, and, and we're like, when are they gonna ever say thank you? And we expect them to say thank you. And that was a man who lived in misery for 33 years about on this earth. And he saw wickedness and evil in a horror. And he loved his people. And all he wanted to do was save them. And all they did was reject him. Let it not be spoken of or thought that we're rejecting Jesus today. And how will someone know if I'm rejecting Jesus or not? Not by the words that come from my mouth, but by the actions that I display in the life that I live. Isaiah 1 and verse 18, and I'll let you go. Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are as scarlet, They will be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. God has made a way. And now the choice is yours. If you're not a child of God and you would like to surrender to Christ in the waters of baptism, today is the day. If you need to repent today, is the day. May God bless each one of you. Thank you for your time.